Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim, and we are four women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. Releasing the shame around your struggles is hard work, especially if you feel alone. And so we wanted to create this podcast as a way to unite women of all ages, from all locations, all sizes and shapes, and really just want to invite you to sit at our table. Come as you are. Health and fitness is for everybody. And we're here to remind you that you belong, you matter, you are brave, you are capable, you are deserving of success. Maybe right now you don't truly believe those things, and that's okay. When we first got started, we didn't either. But we promise that each episode, we will show up vulnerably. We want you to realize your potential and the truth of who you really are. We will help you step into success and acknowledge that the power already lies within you. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. Welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. I'm here today, of course, with the other three ladies. This is Kim talking, and I have Sarah and Sam and Marcy here on the line with me. Hi, ladies. Hey, Kim. Hey, ladies. So today, we are going to be talking about the best workout routines, the best workout splits, how you can have the best workout. So let's start here. Ladies, what did you do to work out today or the last time you worked out? Well, I'll be the the rest part. I haven't worked out today and I didn't work out yesterday either. Um, But I danced. So that's kind of a workout, right? Okay. Um, Your dance class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I haven't lifted since Sunday, I guess. Yeah. If you consider that, I don't know, workout, the word workout, I think that's actually a great point too, is like, what is a workout? Like Mm -hmm. something to make you feel good. Um, and I think I've shifted my, my views on that. I used to think a workout had to be like at least an hour long lifting session where I left there feeling very like, I just gave it everything I got. Crawling. Yeah, literally, like my legs were shaking after I left the gym. <laughs> I'm not. I don't do that anymore. Thank God. Um, <laughs> and now I, I really don't go that hard. Like I just do what I need to do and feel the best I can feel and do my best when I go. But I don't beat myself up. <laughs> Really interesting point there, Sam. Like, what do we consider a workout? Does it change as we go throughout life? What are we enjoying at that particular moment? Because what you just described, I'm like, ah, yeah, I love that. Like, I love going in the gym and working really hard and like, just feeling like, wow, I'm so tired after like, that jazzes me up. Actually, yesterday, I I had a doctor's appointment with my daughter. And we sat, I had literally, I had finished my workout. And I didn't even really have time to stretch. And we ran to the doctor. And I sat down in the doctor's office. And I was like, I am so exhausted and it feels so good. Like, I like that feeling. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And I would say that both of us are successful at our workouts. So it's really cool that it's not one thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think at a certain point I was, I was really focused or like chasing that, but 
right now my priority is not my strength, my physical strength. Like yeah. it's just something I'm maintaining and it's just like, I just doing whatever I got to do, but it's like actually one of my on lowest on my priority list is like getting stronger because I'm like cool with my current level of strength and it's, it's just not my main goal right now. So. And um, Sam, what is? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. And the reason I asked no, is I love what you just said about like, you know what, I'm going to maintain my strength and I'm going to focus on this other thing. Cause it's yeah. really cool how we can do that. We can focus on one thing, whether it's your strength or building muscle or weight loss, or it could be literally have nothing to do with, but then we can work on like, it takes a lot less effort to maintain a level of strength, maintain a level of muscle than it does to gain it. And so it's cool for people to realize like, Hey, we don't have to always be hitting the same thing at one time. So, yeah. No, that's so a great question. I think like, <laughs> for probably the past five years, my priority was getting like losing weight and getting strong in the gym. And that was like my life. Like it pretty much consumed me. And I think since, um, starting a business, I realized that, and after I've lost weight and gotten as strong as I am, I'm like, all right, now it's time for me to shift here. And like lifting weights is great and I do it, but it's not my whole life and losing weight is great. And I've done it, but it's not my whole life. And in fact, like the thing that's most fulfilling to me, I think right now, my biggest goal is, um, being able to have as much fun as possible and still help as many people as possible. And so that requires me to be in the gym less. And to not focus on like being so obsessive with like what I eat and just mm -hmm. maintaining those things. So really cool to hear that, Sam. Sarah, how about you? What, what was your last workout? Um, how are you feeling about your workouts? Um, so I actually went to the gym today and I did a full body. Um, I was still, so I did gymnastics, adult gymnastics for the first time on Sunday, which was so much fun. Like just being let free in a room with mattresses and things that you can throw yourself at and bounce off trampolines and do somersaults. I was like, oh my God, where has this been all my life? Well, I used to do it as a kid, but I was obviously having not done it for so long. I was sore afterwards. So I kind of just took it very easy in the gym today because I was aware that my body was... Um, still kind of a little bit delicate and that is actually something that I have noticed as I have gotten older is that my recovery time is uh, takes me a lot longer to recover from when I lift very heavy weights and in all honesty lifting very heavy doesn't make me feel good so I mm. really don't do it any like ever any like I always I always pull back because, you know, I can do it, but just because I can do it doesn't mean that I have to or should be doing it. Because if it doesn't make my body feel good, why the hell am I doing it? It just doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense to me. And I'm kind of the same as Sam in that one point, I was just chasing the, you know, to be as wiped out as I possibly could at the end of the session. I mean, I used to spend at one point, I was spending no less than two hours in the gym training six days a week. And that was kind of masking a much deeper um, level of kind of unhappiness and chasing, chasing a feeling. 
that I was never going to get from making changes to my physical body. So it wasn't an, it wasn't a happy place to, to be. Um, so I am very much now at the point where, you know, I just, I just want to feel good and I want to have enough time in my life like Sam to, you know, help people build my business, you know, live my life. And my life just isn't in the gym as much as it used to be. And I want to try new things. So mm-hmm. hence the gymnastics on on Sunday so that's kind of where so I'm with at. your gymnastics will you get to like will you get to like do like the the uneven bars and like the balance beam and that kind of stuff so actually in this particular studio it, or like place it's like a warehouse thing and they didn't have any of the like um you know the the beams and the horses and all of the things that you would expect to see it was kind of just more um like tumbling and you do backflips and all of this kind of thing so I am thinking um, I'm gonna kind of shop around and just see what else is um, available um, just to see but yeah I mean I loved it as a kid although I did say to my mom and dad I was like do you remember when I used to do gymnastics and they were both like no I was like, what do you mean you don't remember when I used to gymnastics? I was really good. I can't believe you didn't remember. remember. Um, I had a gold medal. Yeah, I was in competitions and everything. Um, But yeah, no, so it's just, it just, it makes that kind of stuff makes my body feel better. Same with yoga. Um, Mm -hmm. So I will always lift weights in order to maintain what I currently have and to make sure that I don't kind of lose strength as I get older but I really don't have any huge goals of wanting to you know squat five times my body weight or whatever it is <laughs> you see people saying oh, five times your body <laughs> whatever it is that people are saying on, on Instagram that kind of thing <laughs> all right well you'll have to keep us up to date on your pursuit of gymnastics oh I will. Really, I will I really I'll like be- watching gymnastics but I have no no illusions that I could do very well with those things. I'm completely I think I think you're downplaying yourself. I think you'd surprise yourself. Anyone can run and do a somersault into a soft piece of like. <laughs> <laughs> I shall live vicariously through you with this one. <laughs> Marcy, tell us about what your last workout was and how you're feeling about workouts. Okay, so it is 11 a.m. here, and I typically work out around 1 o'clock, so I have not lifted yet today. I've gone on a couple short outdoor walks. I did, excuse me, I did lift weights yesterday. So typically, I lift on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. That's my routine, has been for a long time. And, you know, I was writing a post yesterday saying something about how I've been lifting now for 20 years, which Oh my feels God. I wow. know. Like, like you're not even, old. I know how old you are, but I feel like you're not even old enough to have been <laughs> lifting for 20 years. <laughs> well, let's just let the cat out of the bag, shall we? Yep. <laughs> she, she started lifting when she was six. Yeah, man. <laughs> I wish I was 26. No, I will, be, I will be 36 on Thursday. So This Thursday. Girl. Where does the time go? Oh, duh. I remember, and really, I started exercising even before that. I think I was like 12 doing this thing called the firm in my parents' living room when I was I like, remember yeah. us talking about that, Marcy, because I did the firm. Oh, it was 
I don't know. I liked it. It was a good starting point, you know? And really, it wasn't too asinine. If you remember, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the women, the women were strong and they had really good physiques. They were muscular. And that's kind of where my desire to look like a figure competitor stemmed from. Um, but they did, I mean, there's only so much you can do with a little box, a little plastic box and some dumbbells, but it was all compound movements. You were doing your presses and your rows and your lunges and your squats. So it was definitely a good starting point. And then I got really into lifting when I was 15, um, with my high school boyfriend and I've pretty much been doing it ever since and doing it, you know, seriously. So I started body for life. I don't know if anybody is familiar with that, but that was when I was 18. Then when I went to college, I got really into training for like aesthetics and again, wanting to be as muscular and as lean as possible, looking like someone on the cover of a fitness magazine. So my goal has never really been to be as strong as possible. But a couple of years ago, I kind of was tired of my own bullshit. And I, the, my now ex-boyfriend was a competitive powerlifter. So he was very strong. Um, he was competing at the time. So when we were together, he squatted a thousand pounds. He deadlifted 800 pounds. Like, and it made me feel like as small as an ant. And so I was like, I want to get strong too. So I ended up hiring his coach and joining his gym and working on getting stronger. And there was kind of that honeymoon period where in the beginning it was really fun and I loved it. I enjoyed trying something new. It was great to see myself get stronger. Like that was very motivating and empowering. But then like what Sarah was saying, it soon became not that enjoyable because it just beat my body up so much. And I'm already kind of a little person. Like I've got some back issues that I always deal with and it just did not feel good on my body. It didn't feel good on my nervous system. So I stopped doing that after about a year. Um, you know, my intuition was just telling me like, this is not for you. So I went back to my old way of strength training. And for the past couple of years, you know, ever since then, I basically go back and forth between following Brett Contreras' workouts and Jordan Syatt's workouts, which I love Brett, but I don't love full body strength training because it was a lot of like all the big compound lifts on one day. So you would be deadlifting, squatting, benching, and doing pull-ups. And it was just hard. Like I was so drained afterwards, which is why I really liked Jordan Syatt's workouts. And Kim, you work with him, so you know this. It's kind of a, a hybrid of strength training and bodybuilding in a sense. So you will start with one compound lift and prioritize gaining strength on that. And then the rest of the workout is more your accessory work. So lunges, goblet squats, dumbbell work, you know, dumbbell presses and shoulder presses. So I would always, you know, walk out of the gym with a really good pump, which is my favorite thing. That's what mm -hmm. I like. Um, but, I, you know, I'm still in a period of my life where I do enjoy lifting. I like lifting hard. Um, not so hard where I'm just exhausted at the end, but really, you know, pull, like pushing myself and feeling like I got a good workout. So I actually just decided to hire a new coach to write my workouts. And ironically, it is Jordan's coach, Paul Carter. Oh. So he's a, big, 
he's this big meathead guy, <laughs> but I really like what he has to say on his Instagram. I hate deadlifting. I hate squatting. It doesn't feel good on my body. And he is someone who says like, unless you are a power lifter who is going to compete, you do not have to prioritize those big three movements to gain strength, to improve your physique. And I was like, amen, you're speaking to me. So I ended up working with him or, you know, hiring him a couple weeks ago. And I started my program last week and it is very, very different than what I am used to. So I said that I wanted to bring up my glutes and my shoulders. So he put me on a program and we can probably get into this later, which um, specializes those two things. But so I, I, have a little bit more volume and I do more work for those two muscle groups, which means the other muscle groups like my back, my chest, my arms kind of have to get put on maintenance, which I know that, but my chest and back workout has two exercises for each muscle group. So two exercises for back, two exercises for chest. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm not doing it enough. This feels so weird. So it's definitely been kind of a, I don't want a learning curve in the sense that I'm also doing like new to me exercises and there's like tempo work and just stuff that I'm trying to get used to, mm -hmm. but the trust factor in terms of like Jordan's workouts are fairly high volume. There's a lot of exercises. There's a lot of sets. So I'm basically like cutting my workload in half yeah. and we'll see how my body responds, you know? So I signed up for a three month commitment and that is what I'm doing. But the first two weeks are kind of break-in weeks and then um, the intensity increases after that. But last week I felt really good and I think it's going to be a nice change of pace. So that is what I am currently doing, but with the goal of physique improvement, not getting as strong as possible. Got it. That's exciting. What an exciting change. I can't wait for you. You'll have to keep us in the loop about how you're liking this uh, new setup and the results you're getting from it. That's exciting stuff. So I'll be odd man out here. I freaking love strength training. <laughs> like I love, I get jazzed up about it. Like I do think like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what day is it today? What am I doing? Like today was bench press day and I was excited. Like I like it. And I've been powerlifting for about four years now. And I can actually say I feel physically better now than I have at any other time in my life. I had terrible posture before, terrible. and had lots of aches and pains before it. And now I feel so much better. I'll have one off. Like last week I was having a really, um, I had really tight back muscles, but I've worked through it and I feel, I feel great again. So for me, the power lifting works and it motivates me and like, I want to do it. And so it's a really important piece of anything to do with fitness is that you should be interested and excited. Not that every moment, like, look, I can tell you sometimes I get down and I look at my training plan and I'm like, oh no, I, I have Bulgarian split squats. And you know, there's, it's not like I love every second of every workout, but I look forward to it and I enjoy, I enjoy the challenge. And I will say I had, um, I had a very humbling moment. I've had to switch to doing pull-ups from chin-ups. So if you're listening and you don't know the difference, the chin-up, your hands, your palms face towards you. And they're a little bit easier to train because you can use your bicep. And I've always done chin-ups. And I'm getting pain in my shoulder with the internal rotation. And so my coach and I decided we're going to switch to pull-ups. I can't do a single pull-up. I can't even do one. And so I've had to go to doing band assisted. And, you know, that's a little humbling, but I'm excited to try something new. So that's where I'm at with my training. So as you can hear, listeners, um, there's a lot of different approaches to working out. And I think one of the biggest questions you need to ask yourself 
when you're trying to figure out what is the best and you can't see, but I'm putting air quotes around the best workout because that is going to change and fluctuate. And one of the things that is really important to look at is what is my goal? Is my goal mainly strength? Is my goal mainly fat loss? Is my goal mainly muscle gain? Is my goal to just maintain this so I can have fun? Do I want to move better? And honestly, a lot of those goals can be met with similar um, methods, but you know, there's going to be different changes. So let's kind of then talk about now, ladies, we can kind of go around and talk about what are some of the ways that we set up our, our clients training to match their goals? What are some typical structures we use? Sarah, why don't we start with you this time? Um, okay, so we will always start with my clients um, looking at their lifestyle and their time restraints because whatever gets programmed, somebody could come to me and say, I want to work out five days a week. And then when we actually investigate their schedule, they don't have time to work out five days a week. So it's, you have to be realistic because nothing will frustrate you and demotivate you more if you, if you have said that you're going to do five workouts and then your life just isn't allowing for it. Um, and then we will look at goal. Um, and then I will program, you know, days um, specific with specific kind of training and exercises depending on what it is that they are wanting to work on so obviously you look at volume and you know rep schemes if somebody's working for mainly strength and you would make sure that you're including like lower lower reps um, in their plans um, and then mainly most of my clients right now are on three day or four day splits so Three day would be, um, I tend to do upper body, lower body, full body. And then for four day split, it would be uh, two upper, two lower. Um, and then kind of depending on client and again, goal, how the days within that four day split would be structured would be slightly different. And it changes, you know, from, you know, month to month, depending on, you know, somebody might end up with, an injury or somebody might decide that they don't want to work on that anymore or something isn't working for them. So it's always important to reevaluate at the end of a kind of block and just check that everything that's in there is actually working and just making it really individualized for that, for that person and make sure they're enjoying it. Like, you know, I'm not going to keep programming somebody something if they absolutely hate it and they're just not doing it because they hate it. I mean, there is an argument that you should just like do it anyway, but you know, sometimes, sometimes it's just, you pick battles and sometimes there's always alternative exercises that you can give someone. And so like Marcy was saying, Paul Carter says, you know, you don't need to be doing, you know, the, the three big moves um, like barbell squats, for example, I think there's the real thing that people think they have to do barbell squats, but there's like 5,000 different other variations of squats that you can do that are equally as amazing. So yeah, that's kind of what I do. It's a really good point, Sarah. Um, you know, I do have clients and they always seem like a little bit sheepish the first time they tell me like, I don't like whatever it is. And I'm like, it's totally fine. You don't, and barbell squats is one of them. I'll have people think they want to do those and they'll start and they'll be like, I don't like them. And I'm like, totally fine. You can try front squats or we can keep doing goblet squats. And I've got like 30 versions of different yeah, squats exactly. we can do with dumbbells. And the idea is you're going to do some kind of squat pattern. 
unless you have an injury and you, and you can't do it, we'll, we'll program something in there, but it doesn't have to be the thing you hate. Yeah, I think um, there's quite a lot of, so when people are looking around on, you know, uh, bodybuilding.com or going into, you know, magazines and things, there's all these kind of workout templates. And quite often you get people that have taken that as the absolute gospel of what you have to do. And if you're not doing it, then in some way that you're not living up to, you know, you're not doing it hard enough or you're not doing it right. And actually there is no real right or wrong in any of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's some basic principles, and I think we'll talk about that here in a little bit, like what are some basic principles that we should be following if you want to design your own workouts, and wow, there's so many ways to actually structure your workouts following those principles. Mm. Samantha Altieri, talk to us about programming your clients. Yeah, um, well, I think Sarah touched upon a great point, and it's one of the things I prioritize the most for myself, which is like scheduling and making sure that your workouts are adding to your life and not causing you stress. Um, that is something that I used to struggle with so much where I thought I had to be working out like, you know, however many days, like I thought I had to lift weights for at least 60 minutes, six times a week in order to see results. And like, I just thought it was like this like black or white thing. I didn't know that it doesn't have to be that way. Like if that worked for me and I liked it, I could do it. But I guess I just didn't realize that there was another way. And so for anyone that works with me, we assess like, what are they currently doing, if anything, and why that isn't working or why it is working and really just like get clear on where they are. Because I think the most important thing as a coach is to be able to take your clients from where they're at to where they want to go and you can't do that if you expect them to make this like fucking insane transformation leap thing. Like, that does not how it works, you know? So starting to create like really small little baby shifts. So, you know, a lot of the women that, that come to me, they struggle to get their workouts in to begin with and they just need the accountability um, or they are the opposite end of the spectrum where they're doing so much that they like, they can't even breathe and they don't take rest days and they don't slow down. And it's like a hundred percent. It's like all or nothing. So we just get clear on like what it is that's going on, whether it be beliefs about what they think they need to be doing versus what they actually can do and their expectations and all that stuff. And then really just like doing a, uh, an energy audit, like on their week, like, what's, what is your week like? Like, what's your work schedule? Like, what are the boundaries you're making around work? Do you have a relationship that you need to nourish? Okay. Like let's plan for that too. And so just being really realistic and, um, and starting to like lay out your, a typical week and then seeing like, okay, how can we fit in my, how can we add some workouts in here? And so I think that's like one of the main ways that we determine days per week. And then also acknowledging like that week is not going to be the rest of your life. So asking yourself, okay, do I have any events coming up? Do I have any vacations coming up? Do I have to shift in my life or like a different season in my life? Am I, you know, am I ending school? Am I starting a new career? Am I in a new relationship? Like, am I out of a relationship? Like all those things are going to affect your time. So just being honest with yourself and, and saying like, okay, how much time can I devote to this thing? And then kind of dispersing it, like, do does that person 
prefer shorter, more frequent workouts, or maybe two days a week where they do longer workouts, like whatever it is, but finding really like making it work for them. So um, almost playing like a puzzle with their schedule and fitting in, fitting in the workouts and, and it can be done with anyone's schedule, like anyone, no matter how crazy, crazy, if you're a mom, if you are in grad school, if you have three jobs, like you can, you can find the time. It's just a matter of like looking at it, you know, and getting resourceful and being like, I can plug in a little 20 minute thing here, or I can go for a walk on my lunch break or, you know, so I think it's about like being resourceful and then just making sure it's adding, like making you feel good because that's the whole purpose of the workout, right? Is It's not to like, oh, I have to go work out. It's like, no, you're, you're working out not because you really enjoy the workout. Sure. You may enjoy the workout, but I work out not for the lifting truly anymore. It's because of how I feel after. And I like make way better decisions throughout the day, way more productive. I like myself more. Like it's all these things. I go to bed at night feeling better about myself. So having like reminding people of that, like the reason why you want to work out in the first place and remembering that like this little thing, although it seems like an inconvenience right before starting it, you know, you're gonna feel so good after. And mm-hmm. so r- just having that kind of be the the soundtrack in the back of their head and, um, and, and being, being adaptable and flexible, I think is one of the most important things that uh, we can be, you know, like mm-hmm. letting, not feeling so rigid or tied to, tied down by these chains that we hold ourselves in and so making sure it's still fun and making sure it makes you feel good um and doing those those check-ins with yourself and with your schedule fantastic advice sam marcy talk to us about uh programming for your clients well i think the other two ladies pretty much nailed it (laughs) 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 well done That's exactly what I do as well. You know, it is so important to come at it from a place of not what do I think I should be doing? How many workouts do I think I should be getting in in a week? And how many workouts are actually realistic? Because the majority of my clients are busy women with a lot going on in their life, whether that's a... um, a time-consuming career, a family, or both, and getting to the gym five or six days a week, even though they think that's what they need to be doing to get results, just is not realistic. And what I find with people is when they seek that perfection and something happens, which it will always happen, like life just has its way of (laughs) screwing up our plans sometimes, then they get frustrated, they feel like a failure, And it just kind of sets them up for making poor choices after that. Kind of like sometimes getting into the all or nothing mentality, which is not good. So I always say to somebody, even if they tell me, I think I can commit to five to six workouts a week, or that's what I think I should be doing. Like, okay, let's take a step back. How about we start with three? Or maybe if you really feel like you can, let's start with four. And then we can assess and go from there. And I would say more often than not, I'm trying to think if I've even had a situation where I've increased someone's workouts because they come to me saying, oh no, I can definitely do more and I want to do more. It usually ends up being like, oh, this is actually the perfect amount. It's something that is feasible that I can stick to. And that is what is most important overall. 
Um, and just in the past, like today I had a client who texted me because she was planning to go to the gym and her daughter got sick. Right. And she was feeling really frustrated that she was ready to get up back on plan after her birthday weekend and you know, being off track for a couple of days. And then this happens. And I was like, it's not a problem. You know, you have a upper body workout, a lower body workout and a full body workout. So you can still get those in the rest of the week. Try to train, you know, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, like, you know, it's, it can be done, which is why I prefer setting workout, excuse me, workouts up like that, either three full body days, upper, lower full body, or if it's a four day a week split, then two upper, two lower, because it allows for some flexibility if you do have to miss a day. Um, and then yeah, you, can that's still, you, know, you can still get everything in. So that is really helpful. And then the other thing that I wanted to say is sometimes I will tell people, all right, we need to cut back on what you're doing. And I recently started working with a new client and I'm actually not in charge of her workouts right now. We're just doing nutrition, but she is training six days a week doing CrossFit type workouts that are very intense. And she is really struggling with hunger. So she swears that she's in a calorie deficit, but in talking to her for the past week about the bites, looks, and tastes and the things that she is not tracking, it's like very eye-opening that she's eating way more than she thinks that she is. And I'm pretty convinced at this point it's because her workouts are so intense that it's just driving her hunger through the roof. Mm-hmm. She said something to me that was really interesting. So she does meal prep for people and we were talking about it yesterday and she said, well, here's the thing, because I meal prep, I need to taste the food. Like, how do I have that? And it's, I mean, I get it because I've done meal prep before and I made some things that, you know, the recipe looked good and then I had somebody else taste test it or I taste tested it before I gave it to the person it's like oh no 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 like you cannot give that like horrendous yeah so I understand you know needing to do that if that is what like you want to serve somebody good food but I said (laughs) we have to find a way to just like guesstimate how much those bites of foods are going to be and track it um if you want to make progress because clearly the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result and if you are not losing weight doing what you're doing right now, it's because you're choosing not to track these things. So she literally said, and God bless her. She's such a sweet lady. Like, and it's no fault of her own. I just think it's the mindset that some people have who don't know better. She said, because it's not my food, I didn't think I had to track it. I've had and that with like, a client. I've had oh, that with wow. a client. <laughs> All calories count. Even if it you becomes your food when it goes in your, your yes. mouth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just because it's not a part of your structured meal, you still have to incorporate it. But anyway, I was kind of getting off on a tangent, but I do think that if you are working out so many days per week in those workouts, it can drive hunger. It's kind of an anecdotal um, experience. It's not anything that is like science-based, but I have noticed it with a lot of clients. So she told me a story um, and she went out of town over the weekend with some girlfriends and she texted me before she was getting on the plane. She said, I'm really nervous about going on this trip and being like out of the gym for four days, not being able to do my workouts. And I said, 
you're going to be fine. This break will be really good for you. It's going to give your body a rest. You'll probably lose a couple of pounds just because you're not going to be so inflamed and holding water from all those crazy workouts that you're doing. You know, you can get back on track when you come home. Um, she's like, okay, okay. So I talked to her yesterday and she said, you know, it was so interesting. I did not work out. I just walked and I wasn't even hungry on the trip. Like I ate two mm. meals a day. I didn't snack in between. I didn't have cravings. And I was like, mm, maybe that is a sign that your body is trying to tell you something. So mm. keep that in mind. I can relate to that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Bio, biofeedback is very, very important. So I keep some pretty detailed data with my clients. They all fill out a spreadsheet. I try to, I mean, I would like them to fill it out daily. That doesn't always happen, but you know, they record their morning weight and then they record their hunger, energy, cravings, stress on a scale of one to five. And that's a really good way for me to see, okay, is what you're doing right now working for you? And if you're tired, if your cravings are through the roof, then we're going to have to make some adjustments. And oftentimes that is really with like sleep and stress management and stress management coming from decreasing workouts a little bit. Yeah. Really, really good information there from all of you ladies. I appreciate hearing your different, different perspectives. Um, when I program from my clients, the, the same as you all were saying, I think one of the first things we tackle is what is reasonable to be doing. People's, um, people's expectations of what is necessary to make progress, whether their goal is weight loss or muscle building, their expectations are usually way out of the, of the ballpark that what they need to be doing. Most people think they need to be in the gym far more than they actually do. And more of the people I get as clients than not have insanely busy schedules and they have actually um, in their mind been trying to go to the gym five or six days of the week. And when I tell them that we don't have to go that money, and I, my question is usually, if you could pick a number that fits really comfortably, like it's not going to stress you out at all, like you know you could hit it, what would it be? And I have people who will tell me two, and that's what I train, that's what we start with. We'll start with two full body days and go from there. Many of those people do eventually add a third day on. For some people, it works really well. You know, I have people who like run hospitals and run banks, and they're like, they're actually now for the first time in their lives consistent with two times a week, whereas before they were extremely five days a week. So, you know, maybe they'd hit it once and then maybe they'd hit it twice. Maybe they'd never hit it. Um, and they never had a chance to see what sticking with their program could do. And so I really do base it on like what can comfortably fit. And I have people who move throughout, you know, sometimes they'll come on and they'll be like, I really think I can do four. And then we move to three or we start with three and they really like it. So they move to four, but we always look at their schedule first because the best program doesn't matter how good the program is if you can't do it. So mm -hmm. it sounds like we're all saying the same thing. We've got to, we've got to find something that works with your life. And then I also look at what is their goal. A lot of my clients are fat loss clients. I also have clients who come, their specific goal is to build muscle. And along with that, a lot of my clients come with goals like I want to get my first push up or my first pull up, or I want to squat my body weight. And so I prioritize that prioritize those things in their training plans. You know, somebody's goal is like, I really want to do a pull up that goes first, you know, like how, how are we going to help you do that? So really looking at what is your goal is super important. Um, not just general, but what is my, what is my particular goal? Um, I do program a lot like Marcy was explaining earlier, where I do have my clients start with a big, heavy move. Not everybody's doing a barbell bench press, but they'll probably do a heavier 
dumbbell bench press at least on an upper body day, some form of a heavy deadlift, some form of a heavy squat. And as the workout goes on, we get more into the ranges of eight to 12. And then even towards the end, we'll do higher rep endurance type stuff. So they can kind of train across all the rep ranges, every program. Um, one thing I think people really do like the variety. I think that it's really interesting for people to do that. And it's also a super effective way um, to both build strength and build muscle. And um, as Marcy said, you can leave with a nice pump and who doesn't like that? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just fun. Whether it's a glute pump or a shoulder pump, it, it's fun. So let's go here next. Um, general strength training principles. Why don't you, why don't we go around? We'll start with Marcy this time and everybody just give us one. If people are out there and they're like, I've been doing this a while, I kind of like to tinker around like building myself a program. Let's talk general strength training uh, principles. Marcy, let's start with you. I think incorporating all of the main movement patterns throughout the course of your week. So that's going to be your vertical and horizontal pushes and pulls. So basically a vertical pull would be a pull up or a chin up, a lat pull down of some variation. A horizontal pull is going to be your rowing movements. Um, and then deadlift variations, squat variations, single leg movements like your lunges, step ups, and then some core work, very important as well. Um, and then you can get, you know, a little bit more specific if you're talking about um, glute bridges, hip thrusts, uh, adduction work. So, you know, like lateral band walks and clamshell type exercises, things like that. But just making sure that your program is very well-rounded. I think for the general population, someone who's just looking to gain strength, um, improve their physique and just feel better overall. Like they don't have this really specific goal again of like, you know, being a power lifter or something like that. Then just having a really well balanced routine is going to be the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really important point. I'm, I like how you gave all those examples there, Marcy. That was fantastic. Okay. Totally tangent question, but it's on my mind. I thought it was really interesting. <laughs> Marcy, do you think, and anybody else can answer this too, I heard somebody who I do actually really trust, he said the other day, hip thrusts are not a main lift. What do you think? Do you count hip thrusts as a main lift? If if my priority is to build my butt, then yes, it goes in first on a lower body day, end of, yeah. end of story. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, Brett, Brett Contreras has been a mentor of mine since I was 24, I think. So I do take what he says as gold in most cases. And he's done the research, you know, and it shows that yes, deadlifts and squats can improve your glutes, but the hip thrusts are probably going to improve them the most. And really um, in following some other people, the, the guys at physique development, my new coach, Paul, they're really saying that it's glute bridges more than actual hip thrusts that are best for increasing like the size, the shape of your glutes. So when I say glute bridge, I'm not necessarily talking about the movement from the floor when you're li- where you're lying on your back, which is a shorter range of motion. It's actually getting into the hip thrust position you can do that on a bench. You can do it off, you know, like steps and risers. You can do it in the Smith machine. I've actually been enjoying that lately. And it's a very small range of motion where if you were doing an actual hip thrust, we were lowering all the way down to the floor, 
Maybe you're letting the weights hit the ground before coming back up. That is going to get a lot of hamstrings. It actually can engage your quads quite a bit. So I know with myself, I will feel my quads working on hip thrusts too. Pretty mm-hmm. extensively. And then when I was going heavy for a while, when I was doing breast programs, um, I would get really bad knee pain too from heavy hip thrusts. Really? Interesting. Uh-huh. Um, Have so you ever turned around and put your feet up on the bench? Say it again. Have you ever done the variety where you turn around, you put your feet on the bench and your back on the ground to do hip thrusts? It really uh, takes the quads out. Only, only like with a dumbbell or a band, not actually with yeah. a barbell. I've never done those with the barbell either, but with heavy dumbbells. I have, yeah, and they are fucking hard. They actually, like, that's where I engage my glutes the most. Yeah, they can it's really take bridges. the quads out. Anyways, yeah. I know that was a total diversion, but I, I'm fine like glute it. training fascinating, and I completely count hip thrusts as a main move. So yeah. this, I was like, really? And so there was an interesting little discussion about whether who considers. Oh, I'm sure that was. I, I would consider, <laughs> if overall physique development is your goal, not just max strength, then absolutely, yeah. And do yeah. experiment with shortening the range of motion on your hip thrust and calling them more of a glute bridge. So you only lower down like six to eight inches and then come up, squeeze the glutes hard at the top and you will, you'll feel it for sure. And not engaging the other muscles quite as much. Very interesting. Okay, Sarah, you're next. Um, give us a principle of uh, writing, programming, strength training or physique training, whatever. Progressive overload. So you need to make sure that you are basically progressing yourself during the, over the period of your workouts. So if you train the same, you'll stay the same, I think is the old cliche. So you need to make sure that you are, things are being made slightly more challenging in order to challenge your bodies because your body will very quickly adapt. So you need to find ways of continually, um, challenging it and so that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to add weight every time you go into the gym um sam i can't remember you did the you did the maths on how much you would be squatting if you if if you had added weight in every time you went into the gym it would be like ridiculous amount so i think the expectation that you're going to always increase weight is one that um i think people can sometimes get a bit confused about so you need to look at other ways of doing it and there's so many different ways so you can add in like um extra half reps or changing the angle or adding in bands slowing down tempo bringing in pauses um oh there's just there's so many ways to just make things more challenging so just you can literally take the same basic moves and probably do them for the rest of your life and so long as you are finding ways to make it a little bit harder for yourself then you're sweet it doesn't really doesn't need to be as complicated as people kind of think um so yeah progressive overload would be my thing fantastic sam Yeah. I mean, so what Marcy and Sarah said, I think are great. Building a well-rounded program, getting stronger over time. Um, Marcy, some things that I want to just build off of what you said really quick is making sure that you're, you're hitting each muscle group at least twice a week is like a pretty good rule of thumb. Um, And that's just something that you can, you can do that in your total body. You can do that in upper, lower, however you do it, but just make sure that you are 
doing those movement patterns at least twice a week. So if you're lifting twice a week, make sure you do a, a pulling motion on both days that you're lifting. It doesn't have to be the same exercise, but make sure that you're doing all of those things multiple times, not just once a week. Um, but I think one of the other fundamentals for strength training is everything that's not strength training, which is sleeping, resting, and uh, mobility. So in order to continue strength training, you need to really prioritize your sleep, uh, your rest periods, your rest days, and maintaining flexibility and mobility so that if you just get really strong in the gym, just lifting weights, like, great, I'm happy for you. But like, then you can't go out and live your life because you're so rigid and strict and you've only worked in these five movement patterns, right? Like you can be great at squatting in the gym, but when it comes to like just living your life outside of the gym, like, are you able to, you know, like bend over and not feel like you're about to rip your hamstring out of your leg. So (laughs) remembering like the big picture, like it's great to get strong, but make sure that you're getting strong in a, in a very developed range of motion so that you aren't really, you don't feel like you're a bundle, like a bundle of elastics, like you're about to snap at any minute. I know (laughs) in my experience, like I went through probably a phase of like a year or two where I wasn't stretching. I wasn't foam rolling. I wasn't doing any mobility work. I was like, I'm fine. I don't need to stretch. You know, I'd always put it, I'd leave it to the end and I wouldn't do it. Right. Cause you're like, Oh, it's not affecting me. And then one day fucking pull something because your body is like, fuck you. You've been neglecting me. You've been beating me into the ground. And I'm like, why did you hurt me? You know? And you know, it it took me a long, it took me three back injuries to realize that like, we only have one body and you have to treat it well, or else it's going to cry for help. And so like prevent that for yourself, please. Like just stretch five minutes, you know, like listen to a podcast, scroll on Instagram when you're foam rolling. I literally scroll on Instagram while I'm foam rolling so that I feel <laughs> like it's, it becomes more fun because I hate stretching. I hate it. I just, I'm never going to like it and that's okay. But I always feel better after. So really prioritizing that. Um, and don't be afraid to like toss in some mobility work between your sets. Like sometimes I'll do like a set of hip thrusts. That's like my main movement lately. And I'll do some hip thrusts and then I'll do like some like thoracic, like, uh, upper back openers. Cause it's like, it doesn't affect the hip thrust. So it's just kind of nice. demonstrating them for you right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like stretching my body. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I'll do like a dead hang from the pull-up bar. Cause I'm trying to work on my grip strength and like opening my shoulders. So it just, it's like, okay, instead of just sitting there and not doing anything between my sets, I'm just hanging. And so like you think of how you guys can get creative, like with your time in the gym, like it doesn't have to be like 90 seconds of total rest where you don't move at all. Like you can stretch your arm, you can stretch your tricep, you know, like you can, you can stretch. And I think once I realized like, oh, I can just do it in between my sets. Like it, it didn't become this big thing anymore. And I just stopped making it so hard for myself. Um, so yeah. That, that is oh. such, that's such a good point because I think the thing that I have to decondition women from more than anything is the notion that they have to turn their workout into a circuit training or a boot camp class. Yeah. And that, you know, they yeah. cannot run in between. And I'm even with my in person clients, oh, I repeat myself over and over and over. I'm like, please rest, please rest. And then, really, if you're not, I always say at the end of the set, 
if you don't need the rest, you're probably not pushing yourself hard enough. That is so important, Marcy. That's a really good point. Like Mm -hmm. after I do a set, I'm like, God, I can't wait to rest. And I'm very different. I could rest and I do usually like two to three minutes in between sets and be totally okay with it. I need to remember, or excuse me, remember that Sam about incorporating some mobility stuff in between because mm. I will admit I'm not great with my mobility these days. Um, so typically what I'll do just to like increase my step count is I will like take a little lap outside or a lap around the gym. Um, but yeah, I should probably get better about my mobility work in between sets, but that's a really great way to do it. So you don't feel like you're just sitting there not doing anything. You are killing two birds with one stone, but yeah, everyone needs to rest more in between their sets. Everyone needs to rest more in life, you know, like (laughs) we are like such a like, go, 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 do, do, do. I mean, I talk about this a lot because I struggle with it so much, but it's like that and that's the productivity in me being like, well, I might as well take advantage of this rest time and make it productive. But like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it does kill two birds with one stone because I end up not having to do five or 10 minutes of mobility work at the end of my workout because I built it into the workout. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you can get creative there. Um, and I program that kind of stuff in a lot for my clients um, in between their heavy lifts, wall slides, T-spine extensions, band pull-aparts. Yeah. Um, those are some exercises you guys can look up. They're great for active recovery while you're waiting. So you're not just doing nothing or what I do, which is think like, oh, I've got two minutes. Let me answer this DM. And seven minutes later, I'm like, crap, I need to bench press. So <laughs> Don't I go down that rabbit hole. I know. I need to follow my own advice. So one thing, um, conversation I'd like to have around a point Sam made, in, practically speaking, I 100% agree with you, Sam, and it's how I program. Um, I was reading last year, there was a meta-analysis that came out, 25 studies that showed that if you equate for volume, there's no difference in training one time per week each muscle group versus two times a week per muscle group, Mm -hmm. which really surprised me. I was like, what? The bro split is a real deal thing. But I guess if you think about it, like all bodybuilders have been doing it for a long time and getting amazing results. I guess I shouldn't have been too surprised. Practically speaking, it's hard for most people to do that because you have to equate the volume. So that's a lot. If you're going to, you know, do all your back work on one day instead of splitting it up, it's a lot of volume. And can you hit it as intensely as if you split it up into two times per week? So practically speaking, two times a week per muscle group is the way to go. It's how I, I don't program any of my clients once a week. But if you wanted to, apparently the research is saying you could do it. Yeah. It just, it makes it harder for yourself, you know, cause you have to do so much more in one session. And I think the problem for people is they already are all or nothing. Like they're already like, I'm going to go for so long. It's like trying to build a consistency and that falls off when the workout is so long that it's this like fucking mountain decline before you even get in the gym because it, there's so much resistance around getting there. Cause you're like, oh, I got to do all these things. You know, it's like, let's just do what we can. <laughs> in a small yeah. amount of time, you know, and be yeah. build the consistency muscle over the course of the week. Come on. All right, ladies. Um, let's go around. If anybody has final points that they want to share, if you don't have a final point, why don't you tell us um, tell us an exercise you want to get better at? Or if you have a final point for the discussion, share that. Uh, let's go Sam first. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> final point. Let's see. Oh, I know. Um, just make your workouts fun. Like, uh, don't, don't feel like you have to, I mean, I've, I've said this, but I'm going to say it again because I just think it's like that important. Uh, find the, the variation of the exercise you like the most, get really fucking good at it. And then occasionally throw in a variation of it. Like that's it. Don't make it harder than it needs to be. And, and just have fun with it. Like my, for me, my, the, the second question you asked about the thing you want to get better at, uh, my goal, I have one strength goal this year probably. And it's hip thrusting. Like I'm just trying to increase my hip thrust as much as I can. Just cause it's just for fun. Like it's literally for no other reason. It's just like, okay, this is something that doesn't intimidate me. Um, it doesn't, I don't have mental resistance around it. I just go in and whatever I hip thrust, the hip thrust. So that's what's your goal, Sam? Are you looking to get in a certain rep range? Are you talking like one rep max? What are you trying to do? I want to hip thrust three times my body weight. So like 400, a little bit, a little bit under 400 pounds. That would be cool. Sweet. Um, I love that. Yeah. And so I've just been hip thrusting three times a week in different rep ranges and just like going in and just doing it. And for me, actually active hip thrusting is so much effort because you got to put the box, you got to get the pad, you got to put the pad on the bar, you got to load the bar, you got to do all the fucking things. I used to not hip thrust. Yeah. I used to not hip thrust because it was so much of a fucking circus show. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go in and do one set. I literally tell myself this every single time. And I'm like, if I do more, I do more. And if I don't, I don't, whatever. At, at least yeah. I'm just going to do it. And that is honestly why my hip thrust has gotten so strong. So I've probably added like 50 pounds to it in the past, I don't know, a few months just by showing up. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Have you so, seen the hip thruster machines? They're yeah, amazing. I asked my, the GM at my gym and she's like, unfortunately we don't have the budget for one. I'm like, well, you're going to lose my, you're going to lose my membership. <laughs> you're going to lose my butt. I yeah. tried one. Um, I was down visiting Susan Niebergall in Virginia this summer and there's one at her gym. And I tried uh, it. I'm like, oh my gosh, the setup. It's like literally, it's like just put a plate on, put a plate on and off you yeah. go. It's amazing. So yeah, that's, that's a really cool machine. Yeah. All right, Marcy, let's go with you. Any closing points and an exercise you want to get better at if you want to share that? Like Sam was saying a few minutes ago, the importance of rest and recovery. So I am. I know all of us are such a fan of our leisure walking. So make sure you are incorporating some form of recovery and rest into your week. Walking is by far my favorite. Maybe that's gentle yoga, something like that. But just because you are active in the gym doesn't mean you are not sedentary the other 23 hours of the day. So movement is so important just for our overall health, well-being, quality of life, um, you know, stress relief, you name it, just moving your body is going to make everything feel easier. So don't forget about that. The, the non-structured exercise is just as important, if not more sometimes than the actual structured exercise. And the exercise that I want to get better at, it's hard to say because, you know, I'm doing this new program and Ah, I kind of don't know where it's going to go. I would say probably my glute bridges because those are in my program right now. Um, that, and also I am like really loving the leg press these days because I don't squat. It's kind of been my substitute exercise and I'm doing a lot of like really difficult variations with it. 
So I would say improving at that, which I know sounds a little bit lame, but it can actually be a really good lower body builder. Yeah. I don't think it sounds lame I think at it all. It sounds valid, one hundred percent. I don't yeah. think it sounds lame at all. Okay. It's it's heavy and it's doing things to your legs, so it's completely valid. <laughs> I totally agree. Sarah, what do you have for us? Um, so I would just say in form of exercises. So mm-hmm. whether you have somebody that is programming for you or you're going to do your own, just make sure that you have kind of watched videos or taken um, note of what things are supposed to look like and video yourself doing the exercise so that you can actually watch back what you are doing especially when you're kind of um a little bit newer because it's amazing what you think you are doing and then when you watch it back you see what you are actually doing the two don't always um equate kim i know you've got a lot of good form (laughs) videos over on your youtube channel is it so i would say if you haven't got a coach or a personal trainer, um, then you might want to head over there just to check out what Kim has got to say for herself. Well, thank um, you for that. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, in terms of, I haven't really got an exercise I want to work on. I am just, as always, working on my butt. So I'm just <laughs> going to have, just conquering as many different butt exercises as I possibly can. Can we rename ourselves like the butt squad, the glute squad? The glute squad. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's Brett's thing. The glute squat. Butt squat doesn't sound nice. That doesn't, it sounds <laughs> aren't you working on your handstand? Oh yeah, but I was thinking more weight like weightlifting. Oh, yeah, handstand. You're working on splits. I'm too. working on splits, handstand, and um headstand I want to be able to hold for longer than I can. So yeah, in, like I'm working on those aside from um my butt. Nice. The final wrap up point that I will discuss. Um, oh, please don't tell me I'm gonna lose my thought. I had a really good point. <laughs> I tried to write Somebody mine down because I was gonna lose it. I had to write it uh, down. I should have written it down. I, oh no, I remember. I remember. Okay, something we didn't cover. A lot of people I meet fall into one of two camps as far as how often they switch up their workouts. I meet a lot of people who've been doing the same workout for seven months a year like they found a workout they like and they just do that workout not a super effective way to go if you do the same thing all the time with the same weight all the time you're just not going to see you're not going to see progress and so that's one extreme the other thing i see is people who do something different every time they show up at the gym they just kind of do whatever and so that's also not an effective way you need to practice these exercises over, repeat them, and get stronger at them to see progress. And so a good rule of thumb is to switch your workout up every four to six weeks um, if you don't have a coach doing that for you. And I will say when I say like switch your workup up, it's not like everything dramatically changes. Like when I give my clients, my what was that word? <laughs> when I give my clients a new, <laughs> I was British for a second, Sarah. When I give my clients a new workout, it's usually, they're still going to get some form of all the exercises that Marcy said, you know, there's small tweaks to the program. So that's, that's that. And then as far as um, what I want to get better at, look, I'm not going to say a butt exercise because everyone else already did. I totally, I love them all. I love all the glute exercises. Um, I'm going to put pull up in there because I'm so intimidated by it. Maybe I'll get my first actual no assistance pull up this year. That would be pretty yes. cool. You know, still chasing my 300 pound deadlift. So there's yes. that. Good. And I'm part of this butt squat. Yes. All right, ladies. Hell yeah. 
thanks so much for being here with us. This has been a great discussion. I hope you um, have enjoyed it. And if you have any questions about any of these topics, we have so we could have talked about like literally one piece of what we just said here for a whole episode. There's so much to cover when you're talking about um, how to design a program and, and those things. So shoot us any questions and we would love to talk with you more about this stuff. Yes. All right. Thanks so much for being here, ladies. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. So long farewell. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious, and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review, and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.